that working? Hey, I can hear you. Perfect. Oh, uh, so I think the thing that I did was that I had the audio output set as my microphone uh, as well as the input. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So just listening to yourself talk. Yeah, I'm like, this is... Which is why some people make a podcast. <laughs> if I were to say that this wasn't a massive vanity project, I would be being disingenuous. <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm nothing about on- honest. I'm nothing if not honest about the stroke that I had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing about honesty. Um, Just going to turn down my volume a skosh because I feel like I'm super loud. Okay, yeah, turn mine up. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Great. We'll we'll meet in the middle. (laughs) It's a real Benjamin Button situation. Um... (laughs) I'm going to win a bunch of Oscars for some reason, despite the fact that nobody has seen or remembers me. Um, <laughs> and I, I will have deserved to win. But alone. <laughs> I think that's how that went, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're in this scenario, you're the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone went to see the Dark Knight. In most scenarios, to be fair, I'm the that's, Dark Knight. You do spend a lot of time on, on rooftops with grappling hooks, I've noticed. Yeah. Um, I just want to know where she is. <laughs> Have you made any headway on whether or not he has friends? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying to remember. Like, I did, like, a hiatus for the last month, so now I'm trying to remember, like, uh, how do I start this? <laughs> I'm your your um, uh, comeback guest? That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, Aww, that's nice. You're, you're <laughs> the, the season premiere. Ooh, um, wow. Well, like, a lot of pressure. Cause like, cause like last year was, last year was really like the, the community season four. I mean, like between the pandemic and like the existential terror, it's like, I think we got like 10 episodes over the course of a year. It was, it was the whole world community season four. It's okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I have no motivation to record. And also, even if I did record with somebody, uh, I don't, I don't want to be near people. Um. Yeah. Well, speaking of people you don't want to be near, you are listening to Boohaha, which is a sometimes kind of monthly, weekly, quarterly podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about tangents about dead presidents. Or, as may be the case tonight, presidents that we wish were dead. <laughs> Ex-presidents. <laughs> yes, uh, presidents uh, presidents non grata. <laughs> And or, and or current, who knows? That's like yeah. Look, it's it's early. <laughs> I don't want to assume anything, Evel. <laughs> it's early days for Biden. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched the inauguration yet. Oh, that's right. You know, um, trigger warning. Literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so boring. It kept like. You know, I was watching it kind of off and on, and I kept waiting for, like, a major news alert for my phone to be like, whoa, uh uh-oh, check it out, they breached the fucking fence and somebody fucking tackled Kamala Harris or something. Car bomb or, like, any... Yeah, nothing. (laughs) 
<laughs> the most exciting part of the inauguration was that CNBC had the gall when Biden was delivering his inaugural address to keep like cutting to Mike Pence for reaction shots. It really felt like they got like the camera guy from like the, like the, the real housewives of whatever to be like, all right, get some dramatic reaction shots from the fascist. <laughs> Yeah, to do a slow zoom from, like, partially obscured behind a bush. (laughs) Like, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago, and they were like, so what do you think Mike Pence is going to do? And I'm like, okay, wide shot, a plane lands at Indianapolis. Uh, You know, Pence walks down the runway across the tarmac and just disappears into a cornfield, and we never see him again. But years later, there's, uh, you know, some satellite imagery comes out, like how we didn't see the monolith for like five (laughs) years or however long it was. There's just like a crop circle that just says mother. (laughs) That's spooky. (laughs) It's uh, arguably more terrifying than the crop circles caused by aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least you could read that one. (laughs) Yeah, Mike Pence. I've never seen a man look so happy to fade into obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he really dodged the, um, the bullet of being known as explicitly the biggest piece of shit in history. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't have to be that guy. <laughs> he, he also dodged the literal bullet of a bunch of insurrectionists at the Capitol. So. That's true. He dodged the bullet. He dodged the, the podium. He dodged the noose, the literal, <laughs> actual fucking noose. Can and I let, swear on your show? Let's. Oh yeah, ab- please do. Uh, fuck oh, yes. Shit, um, yeah. Uh, I will say on the topic of that noose, I have never seen a shoddier construction in my life. <laughs> like, and I've seen those like play areas where it's like kids build their own slides out of wood. Like, it's that was rough. Yeah. Do you think uh, maybe they just watched like a YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, ah, and, you know, like they, they had it planned, like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to build a gallows, we're going to we're gonna hang a noose from there, and then they're like, all right, yeah, we'll put up the noose, and then they're like, wait a minute, ah, <laughs> guys, it's been a while, guys, I don't really... How does it go just, again? Just put it up on YouTube, and just, we'll just sling it together. Does the rabbit go around the tree 27 times, <laughs> and then... Uh, you know what I think actually happened, like, genuinely from a design perspective? I think they they started to build a guillotine and then realized that there was no blade and so they just hung a noose in the frame. <laughs> or maybe they realized the the I don't know, they they finally uh, uh this is this is doubtful that they they finally realized the um uh, is it is it irony if they build a guillotine? <laughs> um, I was I I think uh, it would it would be above their pay grade to recognize that irony. More likely would be yeah, that they true. they just look at it and be like too French and gay. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the noose is is inarguably more on brand for sure. Absolutely. Um, do you know that the last time that the the French executed somebody with a guillotine? When was that? Mid seventies. What? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Last one. Who? <laughs> um, some fucker. I guess. <laughs> I actually don't remember who it was, but I mean, he must have been a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I hope so, but jeez. <laughs> to get the French to cut, you know, break out old choppy. 
It's pronounced Oh Chopin. That's my favorite composer. <laughs> um, speaking of favorites, we have one of my favorite recurring guests, Emma Jonas. Oh, shucks. Welcome back. Oh, I'm happy to be here. It's the 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 phantasmagorical season premiere of season four? Three, four? I don't know. We just well, we just said it was community season four. What does that translate to for, for So I guess yeah, if if we're calling last season the gas leak season, um, <laughs> this season would be the the fantastic season five return to form. There we go. Back in the saddle. Before it gets real, you know, kind of cerebral and indulgent in season six. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how you been? How how you holding up? Wow, great question, Avalon. Um, <laughs> I, I'm known for my interview skills. <laughs> uh, that's you know, uh, well, the the world turns. You know, <laughs> I picked I've picked up longboarding, which is probably the best thing that's happened to me in the past year. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah, well, I just went for the second time today, so it's been a rough year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's somewhat fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm you know I'm hanging in there. I'm drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> As somebody who's like kind of nervously looking over like six empty wine glasses next to my bed, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do and drink? I mean, whiskey, I have that too. And I have also been drinking that a lot. So, you know, I'm changing it up. Variety is the spice of life. Um, it is. Uh, also, just mid, mid, you know, mid concentration alcohol, also the spice of life. Um, mm-hmm. I personally uh, may or may not have been uh, taking a lot of uh, recreational psychedelics. Oh, great. Just, That's excellent. Just a little tiny bit to kind of, I, yeah. I was going to say take the edge off, but <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> uh, put like 15 different edges on things and make me really worried for a little while. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, you add enough edges and you're 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 in the fourth dimension, my friend. It's, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. That's a feat. It's a real like... <laughs> I, I I noticed that at a certain point, I'm like, I could, you know, generally speaking, when I'm taking any kind of a substance in public, I'm just a little bit wigged out that people will think that I'm weird. Um, but nobody's outside. So <laughs> it's freeing, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm covering my face anyway. So like, I could be like, yeah. n- I could be nude break dancing on the street corner and like, nobody's going <laughs> to fucking recognize me. Yeah. I love the anonymity of masks. Ugh, it's so... The the people are like, where are your fucking muzzle? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. It's like, how are you not embracing the fact that no one gets to look at what you're doing with your face? Or yeah, like that is my dream. I'm gonna keep wearing the mask. Absolutely, and like also, double bonus. It's winter in the Pacific Northwest, and while it's yeah. not super cold, it is like cold and damp, and the mask keeps that drizzly wind off your face it's great you got a warm little nosy yeah got nobody knowing what kind of swears i'm silently saying at them 
Oh, yeah. Put on sunglasses, too. You know what I was doing during summer? Let me tell you about this. Uh, so in Salem, there's uh, <laughs> there's this amphitheater at a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a riverfront park. And uh, this church was meeting there uh, without a permit, but the city was not doing anything about it. And it was like this huge ordeal because they would just like have their loudspeakers and be fucking annoying church people sure. in the middle of everyone trying to have a nice day at the park. And I was riding my bike a whole lot. Um so my my pass would go through the park like across the river to the super dope park minto brown shouts out if you ever visit salem go to minto brown cool on my list i would ride behind the stage at this amphitheater so i'm you know in front of the audience and i was wearing my mask and sunglasses every day and (laughs) i just realized this story would be a lot cooler (laughs) if i actually did this but (laughs) every day i just came so close like (laughs) very close to just pulling down my shirt and just taking out one boot (laughs) (laughs) every day i was like this is the day i'm gonna do it i swear i'm gonna fucking do it i'm gonna just show my one boob and have them like deal with that with their god stuff (laughs) (laughs) but you know what if we're still masking up in summer i'm doing it oh yeah like as as soon as that church shows back up at the park you gotta get give them the old uniboob yeah exactly i want to i'm gonna I'm gonna titty wink him. <laughs> <laughs> titty winking? That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that that little gremlin that wants my baby in exchange for spinning hay into gold? <laughs> um, the the single boob is great because like a their their sensitive sensibilities. Uh, yeah. But then also there's the confusion of like why just one? What does that mean? Is that a thing? <laughs> well, and I'm like zooming by on my bike too. You know, it's just like a one a sing a single boob in motion. Just <laughs> 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 there's 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 a wonderful confusion to it and. Personally, like, you know, I have no animus towards religion, but ruining a church service attended by selfish fuckers who are who are endangering each other and everyone else in a park. Great. I hope they have the worst day ever. Yeah, I think I think if we're talking about exercising our rights by no one telling us, hey, you can't do that. I think we're both uh, in the clear in that situation. I had I had a and this is something that I might still do. I like, I need to order a couple of chemicals <laughs> in order to, in order to make it work. Um, but I was thinking that I should just create like an aerosol spray with a couple of like really fucking gnarly smells in it. Like, like I, I have, I have, um, I, I make perfume in my spare time. Like I could get like the oh. smell of like human shit and decaying corpses <laughs> And like just like dirty animal pee, and just have that in like an aerosol, and just spray it around in public, and and when somebody reacts, I'm like, you know, if you were wearing a mask, this would be less of an issue. Wow, that is brilliant. <clears throat> it, Although it, I will say, a bad smell really does get trapped in the mask, and it does make me want to remove it. The oh, the stink is bad. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am currently like my my place the the like the back door is in the kitchen and um, so I have my masks hanging there by the door so every day I leave the house and I just I have a mask that smells like a fried egg and it's less appealing than you'd think. 
Well, yeah. yeah. I guess you don't want that smell all the time. No, 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 no. You, if you, if, when you get up close and personal with an egg, you really barely want it for the amount of time that it's there. Uh, yeah, well, and you're, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I am more into it for the eating than the smelling. <laughs> like most animals' menses, you really don't want to <laughs> smell it too much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, speaking of animal menses, let's get on with the show. Listeners, I'm still great at segues. Um, <laughs> I prepared a couple, a uh, couple spookery tales from a couple of places, but but we'll get into that in in just a jiffy pop. Um, in the meantime, refresh our listeners' memory about uh, your beliefs in the spookernatural. Sure, uh, I could do that. You know, I am. I'm very open to being to being spooked out. I'm open to being frightened. Uh, can't say I've had any experiences which would confirm a belief in such. Um, but I certainly find it fun to be around. You know, I love a I love a horror movie very much. Sure. I love a, a spooky podcast, mm-hmm. uh, much like this one. Uh, it's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, as far as uh, all the, uh, you know, spookery in the biblical sense, I (laughs) I have much of a belief. Now, spookery in the biblical sense is when you have sex with a ghost, correct? (laughs) (laughs) And I wish that I believed in that because it sounds fun. Based based on everything that Kesha has told me, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, do, do you think that, like... You know, long in the days of yore, whenever those were, when when women would claim like, or even dudes would claim like, oh, I, I had sex, uh, ghost, sure. it was, you know, having sex on me or whatever. Were, I mean, <laughs> were they not just masturbating and like didn't understand the concept of masturbating and thought, <laughs> well, yeah, it must be a ghost, obviously. There's Look, no other way. <laughs> I I felt it. I didn't see it. Uh-huh. It was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I I bet that like. I mean, I wonder how much that 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 would just be like the only sociable, uh, like socially acceptable way to say that you got it on. <laughs> to be yeah. Like, a succubus came and got me. Wink, wink. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, those bones coming out of my room. That was um, because I was definitely banging a ghost. I was not pleasuring myself. Because it, it was just ghosts. The lady doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I also wonder, like, I was thinking about about this recently. Just you know, the general decline in in fantasticality. And I'm like, I guess like there was probably a lot more moldy grain back then. Oh and yeah, everyone was tripping out. All yeah, the time. just like low, low grade tripping, uh, seeing some spookery things that weren't there. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you know, you see a, you know, a sexy knot hole in a in a wall, <laughs> and you, your brain just goes from there. I don't know. Yeah, imagination runs wild. Um, I do think it's it's. Um, it's distressing that, or not not distressing, but like it's it's a real bummer that we don't have as many like. Well, I saw like a spooky lady. Like you think about all of the <laughs> yeah. all all the ghost stories that you hear, and it's it's always like an old person. So you know somebody I know, who's. I wish I had one. Of like right, and I'm like I uh you, 
I, we were talking about this before. Like my parents have a spooky haunted house, and I'm still like I have like I've had some weird feelings and like some some sleepless nights, but I've never just seen like the dude in the hat. Yeah, like I wish I could. You know, I've I've certainly mistaken piles of clothing for you know murderous spirits and uh-huh. stuff, but it always turns out to just be a pile of clothing. <laughs> I think the closest that we have. Which, uh, which actually, this does kind of terrify me. Just like as a prospect of something that I could experience mm-hmm. is sleep paralysis. Oof. Yeah, like that. Just, just the idea of it freaks me out. And like, I know people who, you know, have sleep paralysis periodically or frequently yeah. or whatever, and they just talk about it and like casually, like, oh yeah, you know, I was just, you know awake but asleep and couldn't move and there were demon alien static <laughs> great people trying to eat me yeah it was you know another rough night like, yeah. I'm like great i hope that never happens to me or anyone else yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's uh, some spooky shit i i put myself very much in in a similar category too where it's like i'm i would love for that to be the case i would i would love to see spookery things i would you know that would mm-hmm. that would make my day but at the same time on some level i hope that that never happens <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also not upset that i haven't <laughs> i feel like my world would look a lot different if if i did suddenly just turn around and saw you know um yeah. a, a, a man made out of blood <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'd have to rethink some things for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's a podcast about tangents. Um, <laughs> I love it. It was like an on-topic tangent, though, so I only feel a little bit bad. It's, it, look, it was a tangent about ghosts, and that's better than most. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I oh, have... I'm uh, I've, I've pulled together couple options from um from northern california but then also i wanted to give you a wild card option i also have a book here called spooky yellowstone oh which uh is is not where you're from but it's one that's been on the shelf for a year that i i don't know smoky the bear so i you know i none of my friends are from yellowstone so here we are well there okay that's a connection i'll take it (laughs) yeah Let's let's do that if it's been sitting on yourself. Oh, perfect. Um, all right, then uh, let me let me read through these um, and give you a couple of options. We have uh, the ghost in room two hundred three. I want to go home. The death pit, <laughs> which is a real like it's oh, an man. it's an un and it's an unimaginative name at best. <laughs> Sounds, sounds like my underarms after I go for a run, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm so sorry. Oh, look, look, we're, we're like, what, we're 12 months into quarantine, and, like, I literally, like, lifted up my armpit. I'm like, it smells like taco meat. So. <laughs> Mine will sometimes be, like, a combo of, like, weed and a, an overused sponge. <laughs> I feel like at least you kind of know where you're at with that. Like I literally spent like three or four hours being like, is one of my neighbors like making tacos? Like what's happening? And then I'm like, oh, I'm disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) So we have this story about our, our mutually about our armpits. Um, (laughs) We also have Yancey's ghost. Oh, (laughs) Um, the headless bride dark presence and something called con hane 
What? <laughs> yep. And, and to spell that, that is K A H N H A Y N. Huh. So. Very intriguing. Question mark there. As an additional bit of interesting, um, like an additional enticement, uh, as they're listed in the like the the table of contents it'll be like the title and then beneath it is the place where it's from and this is from i'm just going to read the whole entry con hain dragon's mouth spring mud volcano <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> um, uh dragon's mouth spring mud volcano <laughs> <laughs> Which feels like what you would call a geyser if you had had, like, a traumatic brain injury. (laughs) I don't know. This sounds like some hippie shit. Is this from Marin County? (laughs) God, where is... I mean, I was going to look for the location, but no, it's from (laughs) Dragon's Mouth Spring Mud Volcano. (laughs) Of course, of course. Uh, All right, so we're going to... You want to give Con Hain a try? I guess so. I'm... Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, it's down to to that one and the room two hundred three because I I love a haunted room story. You know what I'm saying? You, I will watch John Cusack have a cigarette behind his ear until the cows come home. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, a good a good haunted hotel story. Like nothing nothing quite compares. Um, yeah, it's true. But okay, let's stick with this fucking dragon mouth <laughs> dragon bullshit. dragon mouth mud that. volcanoes spring cave <laughs> con hain um <clears throat> okay. okay so it's yeah it's, it's somebody with a speech impediment it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's somebody with a speech impediment saying tom hanks <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that new con hain movie um <laughs> It's like yeah, when you need you need some work on your orthodontia. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. Well, then we will we'll give Con Hain a try, and if Con Hain ends up um, sucking ass, then then we can try something else. Um, I hope that's where this story goes. <laughs> it's it is at the mud volcano. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and specifically, Dragon's Mouth Spring Mud Volcano. So of course. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, then, uh, Con Hain. <laughs> Cue thunder sound effect. Um. Oh. <laughs> this is not quite there. <laughs> is, I need to rig up my Foley studio. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to unpacking all the saw blades yet. Yeah, sorry, my large sheet of metal is downstairs. So. Con Hain. Dragon's mouth, spring, mud, volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Con Hain. Orphaned as a young child. Never married. No close family. <laughs> We're off to a rollicking start. I mean, sounds like no no attachments, no commitment. This <laughs> is living that's fucking free, free and easy over here. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was a sad situation for a man to be in. Con Hain had no one to call his own, which made him a poor man by his tribe's standards. Okay, so that we're we're back a ways. Uh oh. We'll keep an eye on it and yeah. see what happens. Um, <laughs> I think already, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe like put a little post-it on whether or not the word "con" is is a traditional Native American name. You one thinks of that as more of a kind of Mongolian Genghis Khan situation, but okay, whatever. Benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, we'll see. We're on this journey <laughs> together. Um, 
Despite this, Conhane had a warm heart. He was a good hunter and a warrior. Conhane always looked out for those who were less fortunate, and his heart yearned for the greater good of his people. He lived in a troubled time. The Earthmaker had finished creating the world, and had placed most of its inhabitants in special homelands perfectly suited to the tribes that lived there. But there were several tribes still wandering homeless through the Earth, and Conhane's people were among them. This guy cannot catch a break. No. Uh, <laughs> Really? Um, to be the suckiest among the suckies, like that's I know, a. know, and Earth has just been freshly made, and already <laughs> you have gotten the short end of every stick. Like, as as like the Earth Maker is like cobbling together their forms out of the clay, he's like takes a moment to create like a little like you know pink slip layoff notice <laughs> <and t> <laughs> just into the pocket. Um, and fuck this guy. In <laughs> <laughs> This'll be fun. <laughs> um, one day, the Earthmaker called all the homeless tribes to a gathering, a central gathering place so that he might speak to them. He told the homeless ones that he had the final place. Uh, he had one final place on his great earth that was still uninhabited. This space could become the homeland of one of the homeless tribes. However, someone from one of the tribes would have to undertake a very difficult and dangerous journey to get there. Instantly, warriors in each of the homeless tribes volunteered to undertake the dangerous task on behalf of their people. So the Earthmaker brought the warriors, including the warm-hearted Khan Hain, to a place that was surely the desolate end of the earth. The ground was white and salted so that nothing would grow. There were no animals or trees or rivers. Everything was silent except for the wind, which blew among fantastical rock formations. Um, I... That's, they're just describing Sacramento, right? Like, is that what... Like, <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, one of those outdoor malls to me. <laughs> the gallery is a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Amid the distant rocks, he could see the outline of a Panera... Okay, well, there's that at least. <clears throat> As the tribesmen moved deeper into this desolation, steam belched forth from the ground. Mud churned and popped from stinking holes in the dirt. There's that death pit. This is a place of nightmares, thought Khan. He jumped in shock when a great clap of thunder shook the earth underfoot. Oh, oh. Wah, wah, wah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can uh, also send you an invoice. <laughs> That's fair. You, you know, you, you, good Foley's not free. Okay. Um... <laughs> um. Just over the ridge, a huge cone spouted mud 30 feet into the air. Khan clapped his hands over his sore ears to mute the terrible roar, afraid that he would go deaf. The Earthmaker called the warriors over to the most terrible pool of them all. It was a deep cauldron of boiling water that surged forth from the mouth of a dark cave, smashing against jagged rock walls. Oh, sounds like a uh, fucking Umpqua. The place is gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> steam vented from the dark interior thundering and thumping hissing like a dark creature trying to break free Conhane stared into the tossing churning water mesmerized droplets from the steam soaked his hair and he could still not look away from the boiling water I've, I mean okay fine it feels like we're padding the, the narrative a little bit but okay yeah I want to know what's, what's, what's in this pool yeah, to, like, when, why? <laughs> when do they take some ceremonial drug, I presume? Yeah, like, get break out the peyote and, yeah. uh, and, and start fighting the skeletons, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Gradually, he became aware of shouting. He looked up to see that most of the warriors had backed away from the terrible pool. Some had turned tail and were fleeing through the boiling landscape, careful even in their fear to give the mud volcano a wide berth. You got you got to give the mud volcano a wide berth, or you're never gonna get that mess cleaned up. You know what I'm saying? As as anybody who has eaten more than three individual items from Taco Bell at any given time knows, <laughs> yeah, wide berth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just because you turn the stove off doesn't mean that the burner is cool. <laughs> um, so, a bunch of dudes are running away. Only a handful of warriors from various tribes remained. The Earthmaker pointed into the dreadful boiling cauldron and said, This land will belong to the tribe of any man that can dive into the pool. <laughs> oh. uh, so this, is, this is the origin story of... of uh... Brats, hey, <laughs> um, I, Conhane, eyes fixed on the steaming mouth of the cave and the dreadful churning waters of the pool, listened as the tribesmen argued amongst themselves. themselves. This wasteland had no animals, no plants. There was nothing but mud and boiling water and steam. <laughs> uh, what kind of land was this? No one in their right mind would claim such a place. Why risk the life of a valuable warrior for such a desolate land? Conhane looked at the Earthmaker. Why had the Earthmaker, god of all he surveyed, brought them here? <laughs> they really need to need to add that in there for this like definitely not made up and totally authentic uh, native <laughs> deity. Um, the Earthmaker was a good god who provided good things to the people. Said a guy who has been given nothing by this guy. Yeah, and what if the Earthmaker just made this shitty mud town and? We've already covered that it sucks. And and that his tribe is homeless and that he is also the worst of them. Like it <laughs> Conhane is a real like window into the into the mind of the average Trump supporter. Like he's, he's... Yeah, it's all about potential. It's it's, it's what it could be. Well they saw the mud everywhere and went, This is what Biden's America will look like, even though it was what Trump's America does look like. <laughs> The Earthmaker should pay fewer taxes, because then he'll be nicer to me. <laughs> it will trickle down via steam droplets onto my brow. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's real uh, mudslide economics. <laughs> um, yeah, you need, you need a real wide berth for that process. <laughs> well, listeners, if you're not picturing a hill, a hillside covered in Taco Bell diarrhea, you are now. <laughs> that's what the that's economics. <laughs> that's, Folks. that's how it works, guys. Tune in next week for more uh, investing tips. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. Um, I'll do it, Conhane announced loudly, cutting through the babble of words behind him. Everyone turned to look at him, standing on the edge of that dreadful boiling pit. No, Conhane, don't do it. This is ridiculous. No one should go near that pool. Not for such a meager reward, his fellow tribesmen told him. <laughs> Which, like... I like. I know that you don't like it, but but the Earthmaker made it, and he's standing right he's there. Right there. <laughs> like, so rude. 
it's like it's like you know going to a gallery and be like you're gonna buy this and put this this thing (laughs) artist is standing there in the corner openly weeping yeah you gotta wait until you're outside to roll your eyes (laughs) that's the best part of any art show yeah you get to leave and be like did you fucking see that (laughs) (laughs) won four thousand dollars for that so Khan is uh, bad mouthing this place with his friend. Um, Look, I have no family to mourn me if I die," said Khan Hain. "I will try this thing." Jeez. All right. So it's suicide by Earthmaker. Um, <laughs> everyone took a step back as he threw down his weapons and climbed to the very mouth of the seething pit. He looked directly into the eyes of the Earthmaker, who stood silent and still, watching him. Then he dove headlong into the boiling pool. Burning heat engulfed him, (laughs) searing every part of his body. The agony was so great that he wanted to scream, but to do so would mean death by drowning as well as burning. So he kept his (laughs) mouth and eyes tightly shut. (laughs) The superheated water pummeled him back and forth, up and down. The thumping, roaring sound coming from the cave reverberated through the water, shaking his blistered body. (laughs) He prayed that death would come soon. And he knew that it must because his body was so hot that he felt numb. And the pain lessened a bit. So, silver lining. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> See, this is why I don't miss public hot springs. <laughs> this is... Uh, yeah, it's like there's there's nothing better than a bathtub that you can't manually adjust to make it you know, palatable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you get to share with strangers. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's not hot enough to kill the germs, but I know they're here. Um, so, so then Conhain realized that he couldn't die, not until he had accomplished his task. Surely there was something that he must do in this pool to fulfill the expectations of the Earthmaker. Some great deed that would make this agonizing death worth the pain. But Khan didn't know what he was supposed to do. <laughs> the Earthmaker didn't tell him. Um, should he try to touch the bottom of the pool or swim into the cave and confront the monster within? I guess there's a monster. Oh, um, that's... I feel like that uh, information would have been useful at the top of this Way to bar- deal. bury the lead there. Yeah, Jesus, um, Maker. Um, Conhain realized with despair that he could not accomplish either of those tasks. He was completely disoriented within the superheated water. Which way was up? Which way was down? He didn't know. And he dared not open his eyes to check the direction, lest they burn out of their sockets. <laughs> the heat-induced numbness fogged his brain. He was slowly boiling to death inside this pool, and could struggle no longer. His his skin was blistered, and his nerves screamed in terrible pain. I, I, I'm I, I'm gonna say this. I didn't see it going this way. No, me neither. Uh, this is this isn't ghost stuff. This- it's just some like torture porn. It's it's pre-contact saw. <laughs> <laughs> the Earthmaker wanted to play a game. Um, <laughs> um, every inch of his body that wasn't burned by the hot water was bruised by the sharp rocks covering the walls. His air was running out. There was no hope left. So he ceased struggling and let himself float towards whatever destiny the Earthmaker had in store for his dead spirit. <laughs> Suddenly. He felt blessed cool air touch his back, realizing oh, he had... I've been holding my breath this whole time to see if I can last <laughs> as long as this guy. <laughs> I shouldn't have taken all those dramatic pauses. <laughs> uh, turns out I could totally do it. <laughs> this is... 
Um, you know, it's never too late in life to realize that you could have an astounding career as a pearl diver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what I made it here. <laughs> this is, it's a, kind of kind of my specialty is providing weird, but ultimately like pleasant compliments. <laughs> he flipped himself over with the last of his strength so that he might draw in one final breath of air. And then hands were pulling him out of the water, and he heard his people cheering and calling out his name. He opened his eyes and stared up into a blue sky that was fringed with leafy green trees and tall pines. The astonishing sight was soon replaced by the faces of his people, who pulled him to his feet and pounded him on the back, which, astonishingly, was not sore at all. Blisters, burns, and bruises were all gone, as was the desolate land through which Conhain had followed the Earthmaker. They were now surrounded by a fertile country filled with deep forests, wide meadows, and flowing rivers, along with lovely lakes and sparkling waterfalls. Animals of every shape and size roamed the land and inhabited the lakes and the streams. So he died and went to heaven, right? Yeah, this is like a Jacob's Ladder situation for sure. <laughs> like, like he's he's experiencing all this, and if you if you just cut back to the the reaction shot of all those those other guys on the shore, they're just watching like his eyeballs melt out of his face. Um, the hot springs and bubbling mud pots were still there, but now Conhain viewed them as interesting natural features that added a special touch to this landscape of abundance. <laughs> It's a real like, you know, a nice rug will tie even the 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 jankiest of rooms together. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um good feng shui. Maybe that, this is the invention of it. <laughs> this is where it came from. It's another bit of weird <laughs> cultural appropriation from this author. Yeah. Um of the earthmaker and the rival tribesmen there was no sign. They had vanished when Conhain dove into the pool, and the rest of the tribe had miraculously been transported to their new homeland. The tribe celebrated for many days following Conhain's triumphant return from the deadly cauldron. Prayers of thanksgiving. Oof. Oh, too soon. Yikes. <laughs> uh, or is that, I guess this feels like foreshadowing because it's before the white man. Um, yeah, they're, they're queuing up the sequel. Um, That's right. <laughs> He became the chief of his tribe and was given the choice. Um, he was given his choice of wife from the fair maidens. So, yay for agency. Um, yeah, great. Because of Conhain's courage and the people's deep faith, the Kiowas became a preeminent tribe of the land, and they will always be held close to the heart of the Earthmaker, who is God. <laughs> it, it, it. That's literally the last sentence. What? They will all, they will, they will always be held close to the heart of the Earthmaker, who is God. Oh, okay. Who are these people again? Uh, like? The the Kiowas. The K I O W A S. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of them. This this feels like a real. Um, I, you know, like uh, midway through Battlefield Earth, when you realize that it's like a Scientology parable, and you're like. Oh, fuck you. Like, the mm. author just admitted that, like, we should all convert to the cult of the Earthmaker. Mm-hmm. So, what is this? What? What's the dragon? <laughs> what now? <laughs> Excellent just... questions. All of them. So, <laughs> so many questions. On, on my list of loose ends, we have, um, we have the fact that this place is called... 
What the fuck was it called? Dragon's Mouth Spring Mud Volcano. Um, Dragon's Mouth Spring is in Wyoming. Okay. Good. <laughs> it looks really fucking dope, though. I do want to go there. Um, um, but that is not California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Remember, we went with um, Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, right. From the Yellowstone book. Okay. That's right. So I guess I, you know what I was when you said Yellowstone, I was definitely thinking of Yosemite. <laughs> me too, absolutely me too. And I'm like, that's kind of close. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. You know what? It's fun to take a vacation of the mind. It truly is. Wait, how yeah. far away is Wyoming? It, I thought it was yeah. further. Yeah, I thought Same it was like country, you know. It's only 14 hours away. I could by by car. Yeah. Yeah, that's doable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, duly noted. Um, okay, well, we'll find a road trip after this recording. So, yeah, so there's like, there's no mention of, I mean, the place is called Dragon's Mouth, whatever. Um, and there's a brief mention of like a monster in in the mud volcano, but no okay. resolution there, I guess, for us. Okay, no, I guess not. It's just, I guess maybe. Humans never—they uh, never encountered it. Sure, this um, this feels less like a story and just kind of a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not very like ghostly. It's more of just like a tribal origin story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a uh, uh, yeah, a, cre- a creation myth and. Sorry, guys, not a particularly engaging <laughs> one, I have to say. Well, should we do an extra story then? Um, we we may want to like. I'll see if I can find like a shorty to kind of yeah. offset that one. I, I also ask selfishly because this is very fun. No, that's that's entirely fair. Um, <laughs> also, in terms of questions that that are left behind by this story, what do you think the Earthmaker did with those other homeless tribes? Ooh. I don't know. It sucks to be them. They were just gone. Like <laughs> they had to fucking peace out because they didn't. They weren't buying into his what he was selling. I. It's a. It's a real. Um, who was the one who had to kill his son in the Bible? Uh. Uh. uh Abraham. Yeah. There we go. Abraham and Isaac. That's the one. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real Abraham and Isaac, except there's like a bunch of them and, uh, like you threw it's Abraham and Isaac, but you throw in like a Russian roulette component, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, as, as always on, on Buhaha, we will rate this story on a scale of one to five, whatever you like. Um, I personally am going to go, um, I'm going to give it like, Two out of five melted out of face eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kai, it, you know, it was passably engaging, but I'm definitely not converting to the cult of the Earthmaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how about you? What's uh, what do you what do you give it? Well, um, yeah, I had to say, you know, it was it was well constructed, more or less, and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. You know, had a had a protagonist. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, can I give it two and a half mud volcanoes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's out of uh, five. 
So that translates to... I do just love the image of a mud volcano. <laughs> two and a half mud volcanoes translates to about 14 Crunchwrap Supremes, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that's if you have a very strong uh, <laughs> system. <laughs> if, you, if you got a solid constitution, you could even maybe squeeze in 15 or 16 and still get by. <laughs> this is like... Also... As long as you have a wide berth... Yeah, you really got to. I look, I think the key for the key for not like pooping your pants after eating Taco Bell is you don't want that to be the first meal of the day. Like you That's want That's true. You got to prime it with something, maybe something with a little fiber. Just so yeah, some oats, some raw yeah. oats. Yeah. <laughs> um eat a eat a wheatgrass. Yeah, like eat a bale of hay, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> think yeah, let's we'll do a, like a little quick replacement one. Um there's a couple shorties up front. We could do um, I Want to Go Home or The Ghost in the Green Shirt. Ooh, a ghost in a green shirt. <laughs> or, of course, The Headless Bride. Oh, classic tale. It's a real... It's it's like one of those, like, um, you know, direct-to-Netflix movies where it's like you see the title and the poster and you're like, yeah, I, I got the plot points. I get it, yeah. I gotta know about this this dead uh, Oregon Ducks fan in the green shirt. <laughs> the ghost in the green shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, Jackson Hole, oh, yes. which is maybe <laughs> maybe the funniest place name. Um, Jackson Hole is what you wind up with after you empty out a mud volcano. <laughs> just, <it's laughs> That's a, just a fact. That's I've... just a cold, hard fact. That's what I'm bringing to your podcast, Avalon. <laughs> Only the truth. I respect the the truth that you're bringing about. And like, <laughs> honestly, I know nothing about Wyoming. So, yeah, that that could be entirely true. Like, you go to Jackson Hole and there's a big sign at, at the, the freeway leading into town. And it's just like a distended, gaping sphincter. <laughs> and then like an asterisk that says, this used to be full of... T- of Encheritos. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Here, here's your complimentary fire sauce. <laughs> um, so, well, okay, so I think we know how the ghost in the green shirt died. Yeah, but, um, oof, spoilers. <laughs> uh, all right, the ghost in the green shirt. When John Sargent first came to visit Jackson Hole around 1886, I didn't know what to make of him. Sargent was tall and slim with fine features and straight black hair and a black mustache. And he talked like some posh eastern city slicker. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is this, some kind of Jackson Hole? What do you... What, you, what you dig this yourself? Oh boy! Wait, sh- should have told me I, I gotta roll up my, my my pan legs so I don't get all this like Taco Bell shit all over my legs. You got you got such a big hole here, but you're telling me you don't have any bagels. Well, well come on, <laughs> just put a hole in the middle of some bread. If you're gonna have a big hole, you, you wanted... gotta get me a bagel. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know where I'm talking from. It's like. Boston, New York, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's if uh, 
the three goofiest sounding places in the United <laughs> States got in a transporter accident. <laughs> um, uh, oh, speaking of which, I'll send you a link to the this like isolated island in uh, I think it's in Virginia where they just sound like Cornish miners. It's fucking insane. Yes, I love that. It's fucking... I've, I've heard them talk. Please send me the link because I want to hear them do it again. Yeah, I'll, I'll send over. It's fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, I am in your Saturday night. Mm. Right. I think drove his mom out. I had to get out. His mom's been calling and cussing at me all day. She was behind the counter. She said, it's a lie, Jack. I said, who's that, mom? <laughs> anyway, back to Jackson Hole. Um, uh, he talked like some posh eastern city slicker, but he claimed to have worked as a cowpoke down Colorado way. And the way he had with horses pretty much proved him right. Yeah, I could fucking poke a cow. What do you, what do you want? You want me to fuck a horse? I'll fuck a fucking horse. I don't know why this guy's into bestiality now, but we're really getting in. Look, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna fuck the horse, and then I'm gonna make it an honest woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just veering towards Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <clears throat> Only the top one percent of stallions are uh, beautiful in my eyes. <laughs> um. Once again, I am asking: Does anybody have a condom big enough for this horse? <laughs> oh, They're Bernie's big receiving. Big enough. <laughs> but the two porous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm worst, sorry, Bernie. <laughs> wor- wor- worst case scenario, I could use these charming mittens that uh, that I have that everyone has uh, has used to decry me as a misogynist of some kind. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the fucking ninety-year-old man in thirty-two degree weather is a misogynist because his fucking tootsies were cold. Wait, how, I missed that part oh, of it. Did you not? Okay, so what? There is there's a <laughs> what whole did he do? it's there's a whole shitstorm on Twitter about like, like did you see him at the end? be like smash cut to the pictures of him like getting arrested and fucking selma like right? um, wait like, so it's misogynist specifically because he didn't dress up for the first uh woman to be sworn in as vice president i no, i think yeah. part i think that they're doing that like transitive property thing where it's like because bernie sanders supporters were seen to be bernie bros and they oh. were seen as misogynistic then by by relation, so too must Bernie be misogynistic. Oh, that's such a bummer when you, when your fans suck, even though you don't. I know, and like, I don't know. It's um, it's it's real fucking goofballs, and I'm like, it's and then like there are also pictures of like like there were also like women present at the inauguration who were just like wearing like a jacket and like like had blankets over their laps because it was D.C. in fucking yeah, January. It's fucking cold. I was wearing gloves today, and it was not that cold. Yeah, it's like, and and these people are all like eleven D, and they're on a raised yeah. podium where it's fucking windy. Like, oh, just man. give it to them. Oh, um, 
so dumb. We should we should take <laughs> politics off of TV. <laughs> That's when it all started going downhill. The the fucking debates. Well, I guess that didn't get JFK elected, but otherwise, yeah. The, other than that, it's like <laughs> That's the only good thing that TV has done to politics. <laughs> and and to say nothing of the fact that like being able to see our rock musicians has. Um, <laughs> has ruined music because like, like look at any fucking rock band in the sixties and they're all fucking gremlins. Yeah. They're dorks. <laughs> um, but they sound great. They can, they can harmonize. It is such a drag that people care so much about. It's been like voice, voice of an angel, like face yeah. of, you know, tire tread. And, and it's, it's great. <laughs> it's like best, you know, uh, the world is bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, what were we uh, talking about? Green, those green-shirted New <laughs> East Coast horse fuckers. That's right. Okay, so John Sargent <laughs> is Bernie Sanders, and he's fucking a horse. Um, so, <laughs> um, he he moved to the lake in 1890 and started building a spread. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, it's a schmear, is what they call it on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> A nice, yeah, get, get some bagels and <laughs> and get some capers. Oh, I'm so uh, hungry. <laughs> I know, I've, I didn't eat dinner before this, and I made, I've made a terrible mistake. Um, okay, well, it's good to know that we're in the same boat. <laughs> we'll, we'll both slowly <laughs> descend into delirium together. Perfect. That seems perfect for this podcast. <laughs> um, so, he moved to the lake... Um, their new homestead was just off the road to Yellowstone National Park, and Sargent figured... Sorry, are you picking up that train? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel, is it providing some, like, nice atmospheric spookery? It's, it's yeah, it's very much like we're riding the rails, I'm, cool. I'm like a hobo who's going to tell you a story and then <laughs> potentially shank you later for your beans or whatever. Dang, I wish I had my fingerless gloves with me. I, I do have a, a blanket draped around my shoulders at the moment, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are all we are all Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <clears throat> so um anyway, Sergeant figured he'd make a mint providing overnight lodging for tourists heading up to see Old Faithful. Round about the same time another city slicker named Robert Hamilton came to Jackson Hole, trailing scandal and broken heart. Ooh. Uh oh. The fellow had been t- how can how can a bastard orphan son son of a what was it? <laughs> that was the last story wasn't it i'm trying to do hamilton but i don't remember any of it so oh I yeah up. i um i have never never oh. seen hamilton um that's oh, on the list i just yeah, you know it's, i mean it's fun it's good it's yeah i'll i'll insert some random hamilton lyrics here perfect thank you um <laughs> This new fellow came to Jackson Hole trailing scandal and broken heart behind him. He'd been taken to the cleaners by a gal back east, and he was eager to make a new start. Sergeant and Hamilton, the new fellow, hit it off as soon as they met. Hamilton loved the Grand Tetons. Hey, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, like, you, yeah, buddy, that's... <laughs> uh, that's why they named him that. Because, like, yeah, they're great. Because <laughs> they look like a pair of big old boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Although since it's Jackson Hole, I guess like giant ass would have been better than <laughs> uh or more appropriate rather. <clears throat> uh 
So, um, Hamilton loved the Grand Tetons and was excited by the possibilities of Sargent's homestead on the lake. Uh, a partnership was proposed and accepted, money changed hands, and the construction commenced on the fancy ten-room Sergeant Hamilton cabin, which I guess is a hotel. Wow, it's probably an Airbnb now. <laughs> Um, I stayed in an Airbnb recently, and um, uh, when I was looking under the bed to check out to make sure I didn't lose anything or forget anything, I found uh, three hypodermic needle caps. (gasps) No! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Then tragedy struck. On August 23rd, 1890, Robert Hamilton went out to hunt... I the hypodermic needles. I'm sorry. (laughs) Please go on. Tragedy struck. Tragedy struck. Um, Robert Hamilton went out alone to hunt antelope, which were plentiful in the region. On his way back to the cabin, Hamilton... Antelope, uh, they were supposed to headline Coachella this year. (laughs) Yeah, they they couldn't get him, so they had to settle for Tame Impala. (laughs) Uh, On his way back to the cabin, Hamilton attempted to ford the Snake River in the dark... Fell from his horse. Huh? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever, uh, you ever uh, forded the Snake River in the dark? Aggressive <laughs> winking. So we do it on the East Coast all the time. <laughs> uh, but back East, they call it uh, giving him the schmear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he fell from his horse and drowned in the river when his spurs tangled in the weeds at the bottom. Oof. Which feels like a real, you know, monkey's paw, Twilight Zone twist of fate. What, that if you want to wear spurs, sometimes you gotta get them tangled in the weeds in the river? <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not willing to tangle your spurs in the weeds of the Snake River, then you might be a redneck. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Sargent was in Idaho at the time, getting supplies and mail, and when he returned to the lake on August 27th, uh, he organized a search party to look for Robert, who was several days overdue. They found his drowned body two days later. Sargent was now in sole possession of the lucrative new ranch, a circumstance that folks in town found mighty suspicious. There was talk of foul play, but no one could prove it. Well, me, I just thought folks were being spiteful. I guess there's a narrator. I forgot this was in first person. (laughs) I I forgot that I am a person in this story. I thought that this was... All right. Uh, Always weird when somebody just breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, so we're we're around a fire in a metal barrel. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm standing on on the edge of the woods in a ghillie suit, watching this all unfold. Being like, "Oh no, did you see him drown in the river? I could have saved him, but I didn't." <laughs> My ghillie suit would have gotten tangled in his spurs. <laughs> that's, oh, that's it. It's my ghillie suit did get yeah. tangled in his spurs, and that's. <clears throat> um, so. Um, <laughs> When the Sargent Ranch was completed in 1891, it was pretty posh, with a barn, a stable, a chicken house, a woodshed, and spacious corrals. You know, all of the trappings of high society. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And a microbrewery. Yeah, it's really like... that posh. (laughs) 
They're, it's all they eat... microbe. It comes from the micro region. <laughs> it's like after this list, it's like they even had a toilet that wasn't a hole in the ground. Like, ooh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my favorite building was a fancy boathouse that he brought over from Idaho. What? Huh? Why? <laughs> what? The la- from from landlocked Idaho? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why somebody in Idaho is selling it because like there's no. <laughs> I got this boathouse because I don't know what Idaho is. <laughs> I built it to be a shed, but it only fits a boat. <laughs> I guess it could also be like an, a really enterprising huckster. He's like, oh, you need a boathouse? Yeah, I got one right over here. Gestures at shed. <laughs> I guess they probably have lakes in Idaho, too. <laughs> eh, do they, though? Uh, they got them in Wyoming. <laughs> that's that's Wyoming though. <laughs> that's true. You've got a point. <laughs> Idaho seems like a barren hellscape. Hello, I listeners in was. Boise. That's where I was, Boise. Boise, <laughs> as I learned, you're supposed to say it, Boise. I've been calling it Boise. <laughs> you might as well just go the full French and call it Boise. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Bow ice. <laughs> Bow ice. <laughs> Love it. Um, so anyway, about that Boise <clears throat> boathouse. <laughs> the Boise boathouse. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was the guy's favorite room. Um, in, se- in early September, when the aspens were golden and the air was chilly and sweet, Sergeant took me sailing in- on the lake. I was his closest neighbor at the time. We finally know who the narrator is. Um, and the boat ride was his way of thanking me for helping him with stock and whatnot. <laughs> um, What's in that whatnot exactly? <laughs> it's, it's like an author's note, like, to be completed later. <laughs> um, so the wind filled the sail and the waves lapped at the side of the boat. And Sergeant said wistfully, Robert was really excited when I suggested getting a boat. He loved the water and often spoke of rowing himself all over the lake. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. I would love to go out on the lake and row myself. I thought they were sailing. This is highly sus. Yeah. Are already. spurs, does it say? Already this guy's story doesn't line up. There's a mast, yeah. but also he's rowing. Mm. I, don't, I don't trust it. Sergeant's dark eyes were far away. And he pointed towards the bay. There. That's where I saw him. Saw who, I asked, confused by the change in topic. Robert, Sergeant said. It was about midnight on August 23rd, and I couldn't sleep. Too many thoughts were rolling around inside my head. So I went to sit by the water, hoping that the lap of the waves would soothe me. And then suddenly there he was, clear as day, wearing his green shirt, rowing a glowing boat across the bay. <laughs> This is this is the, the great Gatsby of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hit him with my car. I'm just gonna shoot me into this lake. There's there's a green light over there and it means something, but uh but Baz Lerman ruined it, so so. <laughs> uh, so goosebumps raced across my arms and legs, and I glanced nervously at Sergeant. I wanted out of that boat, but I was half a mile away from the shore in the company of a man accused of murdering his partner. And the self-same man had just confessed that he'd seen his partner's ghost on the anniversary of the drowning. A coincidence? 
I wondered. Would that, huh? would that suggest that maybe he wasn't the murderer, or <clears throat> I, I guess I guess not. In the lore of, of ghost sightings, maybe the ghost wants revenge or whatever. I suppose, like it, it depends on exactly what what the ghost was was doing. Like if the, it's yeah. like he was smiling and saying, "I love rowing my boat," then that's one <laughs> thing. But if he's like, um, you I know, you killed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be like a guilty conscience type thing. Hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll probably find out if I shut up. I mean, look, <laughs> that is giving this author a lot of credit, but like fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Let's find out if we find out. <laughs> um, Sergeant moved on quickly. I figured I was safe for the moment, but boy was I never so happy to set foot on dry land. He mentioned the ghost a couple more times over the years. He said uh, he saw the glowing figure rowing across the bay every midnight, or every year at midnight on August the 23rd. I got the impression that he stayed up specially to watch it. Then, tragedy struck once again. <laughs> On a frigid day in March 1897, a group of Jackson Hole residents forcibly removed a very ill Mrs. Sargent from the Merrymere Ranch and transported her by toboggan to the D.C. Nowlin Ranch some 50 miles away. Oh, wow. All right. Um, I didn't realize this took place so long ago. You don't really picture people like going on vacation to see Old Faithful during this time. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, oh, I... or if they do, then they're they're still like being pioneers. <laughs> like, I I walked for you know forty five days to get <laughs> yeah. here from two miles it's like away. A hardship. <laughs> anyway, so they they yeah. take his wife away. Um, but her condition her condition worsened despite all nursing efforts, and she died soon after. The whole community was in an uproar over Sergeant's wife's death. This is the second suspicious death associated with the disliked sergeant, and many sensational and contradictory uh, accounts appeared in the newspapers. Sergeant himself reported that his wife was with child, and she died from complications of her pregnancy. But in the end, yeah, right. In the end, Sergeant was arrested and accused of murdering his wife. But the case was dismissed due to conflicting statements from eyewitnesses and lack of evidence. Um, <clears throat> so, all right. Um, Why is this? I here's something else that maybe I just missed. Why is this guy so disliked? Unclear. Like, I guess okay. it's just because his partner died, and they're like, "This guy did it. Fuck him." Yeah. No one ever dies mysteriously in these. Times where we don't have modern medicine, or we barely have things like soap and regular bathing, and disease runs rampant, and we don't have central heating or probably electricity. We're immortal. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Anyway, I'm gonna sleep in a room with a kerosene fire and hope that nothing bad happens. <laughs> um. So, um. Sergeant married again in 1906, and his new wife was another Eastern lady. Rumors said that his new wife was mentally ill and that Sergeant was being paid by her family to take care of her. All right. Who starts that kind of rumor? <laughs> it's so complex. It's so convoluted. In, don't worry, she's about to leave the story. In 1912, <laughs> the new Miss Sergeant went to live with her sister in California, claiming that she wanted to start a new life. Oh, good. She hoped to entice her depressed husband to join her there, but Sergeant was too strongly attached to his homestead and the hole <laughs> that he loved so much. <laughs> um, in June 1913, John Sergeant placed the barrel of his 4090 rifle in his mouth and tied one end of 
a string to the trigger and the other to his big toe and shot himself with the phonograph playing in the background. Oh, geez. So that's how Kurt did it. <laughs> yeah, and then the the gun twisted around and the bullet flew out the other side. It's cra- It was crazy. <laughs> the lead from the shell was found in the wall above the door to his living room. At midnight on August 23rd of the same year, I sat on the bank of Jackson Lake in the place so frequently occupied by my neighbor and watched as a ghost in a green shirt rode a glowing boat across the bay. It seemed a fitting farewell to my much maligned neighbor. End of fucking story. What? 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 So, what? I'm, I'm sorry. So, like, now this fucking third act Johnny come lately narrator is like well and he died and a bunch of other people died and then I saw the ghost of the other guy who died not my friend didn't see him just saw my friend (laughs) yeah what happened to this other fella why wouldn't you like why I'm sorry just from like a story writing perspective why wouldn't you be like I I was sitting by the lake and I saw a glowing boat with three passengers laughing and cajoling as they rode across the lake. <laughs> like, that's still a shitty ending, but at least it's fine. And it, Yeah, it, there's some parallelism or something in it. Yeah, it's or like, ah, just... I guess he didn't kill him, because look, they're all happy in the afterlife together. Yeah. Fuck this story. Uh, yeah, also, I think this story takes place before depression was recognized <laughs> as a thing. Yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, he, I, I'm going to have to go back and replace depression with um, mercury-addled lunatic friend. <laughs> there you go. Um, a hysterical friend. Yeah, he, he, had a, he, he had one of those brainstorms, and then he was just never the same. <laughs> and his wife didn't move to California to start a new life. She moved because her uterus was wandering. <laughs> She had to chase it. Was yes, the thing. exactly. It was it wa- westward. It, it wandered onto a train. <laughs> um, I am uh, fuck that story. I hated that. Um, I am like, I'm. I'm gonna give that one one very much deserved shotgun shell to the dome. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two spurs entangled in the, in the vines of Snake River. <laughs> two spurs, not enough. <laughs> yeah, only because that's the amount of spurs that there were. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess. I guess that's. I guess that's something. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> At least the first story had like a gruesome account of somebody like burning to death in a geyser. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I maybe want to revise my review of that one in comparison and up it to three mud volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I'm, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and say like that first story. We, we gave it a, a hard time, but. Yeah. Boy, were we wrong. We did not know what we were in for. And you know what? This was my pick, too, and I have to apologize. Boy, how we both have been hoisted by our own petards. Oh, my God. So hoisted. Um, all right, so I'm going to... Uh, I'm looking through now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to... Hello, listeners. This is Future Avalon. This episode ran long. So I have cut it into a season premiere two-part spookstravaganza. Now, back to fighting robot Nazis in the burnt-out hell's cape that is 2022. 
do tell people uh, where they can find you. Oh, sure. Uh, well, let's let's begin with I host a uh, an online comedy party game show every awesome. other Tuesday on twitch.tv slash truth or dare live, uh, which is also the name of the show, Truth or Dare Live. It's a show where I get six comedians to tell me a secret truth about themselves. I get dares suggested from the audience. And I have the comics perform, and then I read them a the truth, and they have to guess whose it is. It's very fun. Everyone Tons does dares. It's a super great time. That's every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. Um, Pacific. I'm sure you have listeners in multiple time zones. Um, yeah. Mm. So the next. I think show logistically is... we must. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Uh, the next show is I don't know when this comes out, but the next show is February the second. Um, mm-hmm. Just so that you know which oh, yeah. Tuesday is of the, you know, every other one. Um, but also all the shows are up on twitch.tv slash truth or dare live. I put, I save the entire episodes or entire shows and um, I cut out clips and stuff. So if you want to check them out, then please do. And uh, that's free. You don't need an account to watch them, but you can make one um, if you want a live a comment along with the show. And um, otherwise, I'm on Instagram at Emma Pace J. You can see pics of my dog if I allow you to follow me because it's private. <laughs> As everyone on the internet should be. It should be, right? It's not like, a, ooh, I don't want anyone to follow. It's just like I want to know who's doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. You want, look, um, we're not asking for two-factor authentication here, but one factor is reasonable. I think so. I think one factor should be the minimum. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I'm trying to get better at tweeting. So my Twitter is the last uterus, all one word. <laughs> and, um... That's my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I also have uh, I co-host another a podcast called The Podcast, spelled like it sounds, uh, where some comics and I talk to other comics about comic things and we play games, and it's a uh, very silly, good, fun time. Dope. All right, guys. That it's it's perfect quarantine uh, time usage. Like, go go check them out. Um, and you can uh, you can find me on Instagram as at that Avalon. Um, and I guess I'm on Twitter. I got several likes recently for for uh, for a thing that made me feel good for a minute and uh, reinforced my belief that Twitter is evil and and uh, and uh, just plays to our baser instincts and i might as yeah. well just go do some meth yeah dude twitter's <laughs> it is the myth of social media every time i get on and i just get so angry about everything i'm gonna go live in the woods forever <laughs> <laughs> good plan i'll uh, join you right. in a different woods <laughs> well on that note um i don't know Good night. (laughs) (laughs) If you dare. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh.
For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.